I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to another episode of the SC Report. It's all about the Teamless Tuesday today, round seven, and holy shit, there's been a lot going on. Injuries, suspensions, players returning back from suspension and injury as well. There's a whole heap of news to get through, and uh, I've got a special guest on the podcast tonight, and maybe you'll uh, know who he is by this. That's right. It's the one and only Anton Poser from Twitter, uh, all over it there, uh, and also one of the probably biggest Warriors fans that I know. Mate, how are you? Great to have you back on the podcast. I'm very well, mate. Thanks for having me. I'm sure everybody listening was very disappointed. They probably thought you had Dave Dobbin on the show this week, but uh, <laughs> unfortunately, you got me instead. But yeah, uh, how's it going? Well, hopefully, everybody? you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know a little bit more about Supercoach than Davey Boy, mate. <laughs> Yeah, well, if 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 I don't know more than more than him, then I'm, I mustn't be doing something right. What is Davy Dobbin up to these days? Um, well, he kind of know, another foot rock, another foot rock flax coming out sometime soon. I'm, I'm not sure. He kind of looks a bit hobbit like in his old age, and he's kind of he kind of rolls out, um, you know, songs for the America's Cup and the All Blacks and stuff like that, and you know, makes a killing off singles. So um, maybe maybe I'm in the wrong line of work. Just release a song every three years, and that's how you do it. Well, if we're uh, one hit wonder, but God, it's a good song. I love it. And uh, well, we you're on the you're on the podcast to talk about Supercoach, mate. And obviously, to give some um, expert opinion of your Warriors, which unfortunately is the last game of the week. But um, I don't know if I really want you on the podcast based on your uh, the opening to the Supercoach season so far this year. Your team has been tracking along pretty crappily, isn't it? Yeah. Well, mm, that's right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I made a few um, speculative calls. Should we call them? Uh, I started with Nikarima, um, who 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 was going pretty well. I think in the third or fourth week, he was ranked the number one five eighth in the comp. And then um, I was all too eager to tell people about that over Twitter, of course. And then he he pulled out a couple of thirties, and the team went on its its natural kind of up and down sort of trajectory that it, it inevitably goes on and takes us all for a ride. So um, so yeah, but I've, I'm kind of around that, you know, around the I think. Uh, season rank is about 13,000 or something like that. So I came back from about like 30, 35,000 about four weeks ago and had an absolute shocker then. But uh, last round, I got a score of about 1136. Um, nice. Started really well. I captain Cleary straight off, um, off the bat. None of this VC business because of, um, you know, mates like Saab and stuff on the bench. I was a bit worried about those guys. I kind of thought, nah, I'm going to go with my gut. I think Cleary's going to get the highest score, so I'm just going to go straight onto him. And um, uh, inevitably, he got the junk time uh, score that he always seems to get, and um, so that was good. But then it was all it was all downhill from there. And I saw a lot of 
a lot of people over Twitter, um, you know, were posting um, similar stories of woe. Um, some people had Simonson in their team and others, um, you know, kind of front rowers like Junior Paulo or Tokaho were notably down or injured or whatever. So, um, so yeah, the, the 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 second half of the weekend I think was a little bit more deflating. But um, if you were lucky enough to get on some of those really good pod players and you, you know, you kind of had them um, had them in your side, then I think it was a really good week to rise up the rankings. But unfortunately, I was middle of the pack. Yeah, it was a bit like that, wasn't it? It's kind of a Cleary captain or not if you went with Fafita, uh, and then there's a few other just horrible scores in the centre wing, which has been just a, a pain point for everybody so far this year. And a few of those, well, definitely um, Simonson is, is going to be missing this week. Uh, Fusatu is back, but um, we need to start strengthening that second, that centre wing position. I'm sure we're going to talk about uh, that uh, over the show. Um, look, mate, I think you're going okay. You're, gonna, you're still within that top 14,000 all right now. You've, you've got the buyers to, to come and um, I think you'll be all right, mate. So just stick in there um, and hopefully the... Uh, a few of your pop players like Cody and, and Co and whoever you pick going forward can um, yeah, can, can get a ton or whatever. And I think uh, there's a heap of trades that need to be making, injuries and suspensions. So how about we just get straight into to those now, mate? Because uh, I can't recall. Well, we I don't think we've had a um, a week so far where we've been just hit all at once by a whole heap of news. So let's come straight into it. All right, injuries. Let's start it off. The huge news today, Pappy out for one week, although uh, could be one to two with a, a bit of a bunk shoulder. They were going to um, going to play, but obviously not going to risk him against your boys, mate. You must be a bit happy about that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a bit annoying, actually, because um, I was hoping for a bit of a fair fight, but now that they've uh, lost their fullback, I feel like um might be a bit like shooting fish in the barrel, I think, but um, I'm only kidding. No, it's... Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, obviously we're we're um, you know we're up against one of the form sides in the in the comp this round, so um, that is that is something I'm, I'm quite pleased about. You know, well, I'm all for player welfare. <laughs> um, look, I think this is we're going to be on the. Uh, it could be some breaking news throughout this podcast as well because the injuries and suspensions they seem to be running pretty hot right now. Um, it's just all happening. So um, if there is, we'll, we'll bring to light. So by the time people do listen to this podcast, it might be a little bit out of date, but we're we're running as things are at seven pm on on Tuesday night. So hopefully we're not too far away. Second on our list is Brinko Lee. Unfortunately, got injured in the Q Cup last week, out for three to four weeks of the calf injury. I know I'm holding him in my draft leg, so I'll be looking to probably move him on. Um, Josh Mansour, who's, um, I think you can say that he's he's transferred the South, just hasn't really not gone to plan. Uh, was an absolute stud over the past couple of seasons to the Panthers, but this year um, he's really fallen in a heap, to be honest, and now he's going to miss the next month with a hamstring injury, so that's a, that's a shocker there. Josh Hodson, um, who had uh, played okay, I'd say, this year. He's going to be missing from the Raiders for two to three weeks with calf injuries. So there's a whole heap of changes in that Raiders side, and we'll get to that um, uh, when we dissect the team shortly. Uh, and Bailey Simonson, so he's out for one week with a HIA, so that means that that's one less AE uh, nightmare that we have to worry about, thank God. And um, I think he's around about 230K, so you can probably just stash him on your bench. And Jackson Toppany, a guy that I brought into my side a couple of weeks, another player that won't be a an AE nightmare either. Um, he's going to be missing the next two weeks with bone bruising. So I'd initially thought that he was dropped, um, but given he's out with injury, I think that that's hopefully 
good for his return. Um, and, and I think just to clarify, one thing I got wrong on the podcast last week with um, uh, the reserve player list, um, I think that I said that he has to disappear after week 11. That's actually not true. What it is that he, he um, can be selected in the starting side after uh, round 11. So it's basically just from the opening rounds until then uh, has to be picked on the bench, but um, there's no... No, no holding back with him um, after that. So hopefully he gets a, a better run with it as we move along. But uh, are there any other injuries that I've missed there, mate? Or have we captured them all? Uh, well, I mean, yeah, they're, I mean they're they're the they're the main ones I think that are kind of super coach relevant. So yeah, I reckon we just um, we roll on through because yeah, some some of those ones as well. Simonson's actually a bit of a blessing in disguise, to be honest. I had him in my starting lineup last week for a, a nice big fat eleven, um, which wasn't great. So. Um, like a lot of people, I think, you know, kind of shoring up that, that centre wing is something that we're keen to do pretty um, fast. And also, if you're looking to pull the VC loop, you know, guys like that can can really make you question whether it's worth doing or not. So, um, yeah, Simonson having a week off is actually a blessing for me, that's for sure. Yeah, look, I, I had I copped his AE score last week, um, taking the, the Cleary loop. And, I mean, that wasn't too too bad because he was actually in my starting um 17. So, considering that uh, I've traded or moved him out, I've ended up with his score anyway. So, I probably would have been stuck with the same thing and then co- copying uh, uh, Fafita's uh, captaincy score, which was nowhere near what, what Cleary had had, um, had produced. Okay, let's move straight on to suspensions. Have you been a bad boy? Have you been a bad boy, Anton? Well, these boys have been. Tino, well, uh, he's been a little bit up and down, I'd say, um, to start the season, and he's now going to miss the next two weeks uh, through suspension. So I think it's time to say goodbye. What are your thoughts? Yeah, he's he's one of those guys who's like, he's really frustrating because he's he's almost at his starting price where he started, and his potential is 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 really kind of um, is really high. It's almost like um, Nelson Osofa Solomon when he starts back for for the Storm. If he goes over for a try, he could he, he could score a ton, you know. But then, you know, there's every opportunity sometimes that he gets shifted out to the out to an edge or something, and he he scores in the thirties. And it's just it's just one of those really awkward um, those awkward players to have in your side. And um, at this point in the season, I'm kind of looking to have a bit more certainty around the players. But for me, I don't think he's a he's a um, a priority sell. His price isn't going to change. He's got a break a, a a fairly high break even from memory. I think it's over a hundred. So his price isn't going to change for now. And I think with the injuries and obviously, you know, the injury to Pappenhausen, for example, most people have him. So there's a lot of other other positions that everybody's um looking to shore up or uh move players out because of injury. So um for me I'm in a position where I can afford to hold him this week, but next week I reckon he's gone. Yeah, I'm probably going to be moving him out, but um, there's a bit of think music to happen there. I thought the TKO was going to miss as well, but he's been named. We'll get to that. So it changes things up a little bit. Um, and there's a few other team changes that um, that uh, move things along. So, yeah, I might be holding for one week with um, a downgrade or something um, going forward, but we'll see. Um, now, the, the guy that I think's taken the mantle from Paul Gallen is the grubbiest man in rugby league, Latrell Mitchell. Uh, facing tribunal as we speak or at 9pm. So probably a little bit too late for uh, for us, but um, he's looking like he's going to miss either one or four weeks. So um, can't believe three charges and I don't think he got one penalty against him last week. So what is going on there? That's mm, a, it's a weird one. I was all too quick to defend him as well because I, I, you know, I love me some lovely Luttrell. 
I think off the field and, and just as a player, I love watching him and stuff. But then a couple of those ones, I was like, Ooh, Trill, you, you won't want to watch that one back. Especially the, so like he paid the fines, I think like, you know, the kicking thing and there was something else as well, but there was that strike he did on North Luma and it, where he got him with it, you know, with the back of his hand pretty much. And it just looked like he knew exactly where he was, I reckon, you know, and it's going to be, it's going to be pretty hard to get off that, but he, you know, he's fighting it. So, I mean, he obviously thinks he's got a chance, but you know, when there's there's three in one game, it's not a great look. But um, I mean, I had him as my as my fullback, and I've been I've been stoked with that call for the for the whole of this year. Um, but uh, yeah, with with the news that he's out for at least one week, he was he was um, he was always a sell for me this week anyway because I got rid of Tedesco a couple of weeks ago before his price dropped. Huge. Yeah, I sold him to Pappenhausen and made made a bit of a bit of money off that off the switch. So it was. I just thought with the amount of injuries that they had, I just didn't, I didn't see them uh, maintaining the same sort of attack that they had over the previous two weeks. So um, I made that call. Um, it ended up being quite a good one. But now that Mitchell's out, I think um, you know time's come to you know find someone else, and everyone seems to be looking at uh, Tom Trevojevic, don't they? Well, we're going to get onto that soon. But yeah, but Latrell, just tidy yourself up, mate. It's a, it's a horrible look. Um, mm. And uh, and uh, particularly that back heel towards the head, just ugh, gross. Anyway, I think I hope he cops the four weeks. Um, hopefully, um, that uh, teaches him a bit of a lesson. I know he's still a young boy, but uh, yeah, it's pretty gross, and um, he needs to sharpen himself up. Uh, Aiden Tolman out for a week. And uh, speaking about Grubs, a guy that's probably going to be uh, pretty close to joining the Mount Rushmore of Grubs by the time he finishes um, his NRL career. Jack Hetherington, uh, what a surprise! Uh, suspended for five weeks. Well, Warriors fans must be really happy about this because when he came over as a lone player last year, we we've been we've been lacking a, a little bit of mongrel in the pack, and we've been lacking a real enforcer who kind of you know says follow me type thing. And so when we had him, we were like, yeah, okay, yeah, he's a bit rough around the edges, and he's probably going to spend about a third of the year on the sidelines. But this is this is really great. It's not really great. Like it sucks and plus like it puts the team under pressure and stuff and i think um yep. we really dodged a bullet there a lot of people wanted him to sign full time and all that sort of thing but um you know when we got Fanua Blake i think that was kind of um you know that's kind of who he, he's the sort of player that we needed he's out injured now but um man hetherington is he really doesn't do himself any favors whatsoever yep well, I agree, um, and, and particularly the Bulldogs, they're struggling as it is. They can't really cop this. So he's gone, and that, that causes a, quite a few changes in the Bulldogs' side, which we're going to um, dissect very soon. Next guy, Paul Momorowski, who um, has been one of the surprises this year at the Panthers and played quite well. So he's facing tribunal as well tonight. I think that, that case is ongoing right now, and hopefully we'll have some news throughout the podcast. Zero um, to three weeks um, he's looking at. And the last guy on the list is Victor Radley. So he's also facing... The tribunal tonight. So um, who knows? We could have two out of three, possibly. Um, although Victor Radley may not might not have as much super coach, super coach ramifications as um, as some of the others that we've mentioned. So uh, I think that covers us for suspensions, mate. We've got so much to talk about in the team. So uh, without further ado, let's just jump straight into a Panthers versus Knights Thursday night at Blue Vet Stadium. So how about we talk about the Panthers and? Um, Appy Corso and Dylan Edwards, um, they've been named on an extended bench, but apart from that, there's been no changes. And what was a relatively surprising encounter against the Broncos last Thursday night? Was that more of a Panthers thinking they're a little bit too good or the Broncos finally show up for what? 
Yeah, I mean, I, I I kind of think it was a bit of both. I think you know the Panthers have been they've been flying, they've been getting away with playing you know kind of all right footy for about fifty minutes, and then you know turning the afterburners on and scoring you know twenty thirty points. So I think when they you know had had the Broncos the way that they've been tracking along, I thought they kind of thought, oh, you know, let's play a bit of footy, chuck it around, sort of thing. But right from that opening set, um, I did my back last week, so I watched pretty much every game. I was lying flat on my back I watched the whole lot and I actually really enjoyed this game Matt Lodge in particular he was getting off the line so quickly and he was right up in yeah. the faces from that mm-hmm. and that that opening about three sets and that set the tone for the Broncos a little bit and um you just saw saw the Panthers kind of going okay well right how do we adjust to this sort of thing and and in the end they had the class to put them away but um you know I, I think it was maybe a, bit, a little bit of a a shock to them so i expect them to bounce back pretty pretty strongly this week and i think that 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 was a bit of a kick up the bum for them you know that's no discredit to you know the broncos because i think they um they played they played their best game of the season by far um and that's kind of the level where they need to be at each week um i must say though when they were playing i felt sorry for poor old anthony milford <laughs> just sitting there watching the team play the best that they have in a long long time and just thinking like well, maybe the Q Cup's the best place for me after all. You know. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he played that well on the weekend as well. But anyway, we digress. So for the, the for the Panthers, I mean, the boys are going to talk about it tomorrow, but we can still their thunder a little bit. Charlie Staines, for me, is just an absolute pain in the ass to, to own. If it wasn't for that break-even under 30, I'd be looking to ship him out this week and still might. Um, but he's just not relevant at the moment. And, and being there in the game live last week, he just he's so slight. Um, and he's got a lot of development still in his body, and um, he just got ragdoll a couple of times. So I think he's just a fair way away from doing doing anything. Uh, tell you what, Matt Matt Burton looks at it, an awesome player, particularly um, in person as well. It's just super impressive. Um, but yeah, I think that's really all we need to touch on with the, the Panthers. You got Paul Momorowski, which was spoken about, who could miss, uh, but the rest of the players were spoken to death about. So we might just skip along now to the Knights. Yeah. Um, so a uh, couple of interesting things here. Obviously, Ponga back in a big, big way last week, 160 points. He's, um, I think that was his second game back from, from injury, and he's obviously starts there again. Brody Jones um, was quite good as well, um, and uh, but he shifts to the bench, unfortunately. Um, yeah, he, he was, was very good. So yeah, he was good and, and um, is on the bubble um, as well, I think, either this week or next. So um, people might be looking at him, given his price, but um, given he's named at, uh, at number 17, you're probably not going to be able to to, um, to, to pick him or there's going to be other better options. Um, what, are, what are your thoughts with the Knights? Anyone well, there stand out to you? Well, no, not really. I mean, Mitch Barnett showed that he doesn't need the kicking duties to get it done. He's, he's just he's, he's just a bit of a gun this year. Watson playing 13. He's been named there plenty of times this year, but he actually finally got to play there and knocked out a good 60-odd pretty much all through base, which was which was pretty good. Um, there's young Musgrave, which is, who's been named on the wing, um, yep. and he's been named on merit over Shibasaki. Um, so... I mean that doesn't say much, but he's, he's well. Yeah, I was about to say, like, is that a win or you just have to get out of bed? Yeah, well, yeah. Poor old Shibasaki. Anyway, um, I'm still in flashbacks to starting the season with him last year over over Kurt Man. But anyway, I digress there. Um, he, yeah. So, so that's a new name for me. I don't know too much about him, and I don't know how secure um, his job is there. But um, I think there's probably other there's there's probably other targets that we're going to see over the next few weeks that might be more appealing. Uh, with better job security than than him right now, so it's a wait and see for me. 
Let's move along then to the next game, uh, Titans versus the Rabbitohs, Friday night, Seabus Super Stadium, Gold Coast at 6pm. So that, I think that shapes a pretty cracking way to start the weekend, mate. I, I'm just imagining cracking a beer at uh, at about 5.30, 5, 5, who am I kidding? It's going to be 3.30 in the afternoon and um, and uh, sitting back and watching this one, it's going to be a cracker. Uh, so for... Uh, the Titans, we've already spoken about Tino, replaced by Fodawaka uh, at prop, and then Sam McIntyre comes onto the bench to replace Fodawaka. Uh, Ethu Don um, is back. He replaces Jonas Pearson on the wing. They're the changes uh, for the Titans. I mean, I'm almost prepared just to just ignore completely last week. Down scores from a whole heap of them, excluding David Fafita, who's just an absolute beast this year. Uh, but the likes of Brian Kelly, who scored sub-40s, um, I wouldn't be taking too much notice of that, I, I, but I also wouldn't probably be targeting this week as well with a challenging matchup against the Titans. It gets a bit easier um, next week. So uh, anything there for the Titans for you? Yeah, I'm a bit of a peachy fan, to be honest. Always, I kind of always have been. Um, his form hasn't been great maybe last season, but I think um, with his new role kind of hovering around the middle, he, he just seems to kind of, um, you know, kind of always be snooping to poke his nose through and create those attacking opportunities. So if you were lucky to get in on him a couple of weeks ago, then, um, you know, that's great and you're seeing a wing. Um, but I, he's certainly someone I've got on my on my watch list, but I can't quite get him in just yet. Um, I've got other he's, – he's in that kind of mid-range category for the for the centre wing that um, I've got a circle around about three or four guys type thing that I'm watching over the next few weeks. But, um, yeah, he's, he's certainly one that I'm interested in. I mean, classic Peachy, right? 36, 139. Um, so he's probably set to ton up this weekend. Has the break even of uh, 36. Importantly, uh, is a dual center wing, um, second row forward as well. So I think, as I've said previously, you've just got to stick fat with him. Um, I don't think you can't be, you've got to trade him in and just leave him there and just ride that roller coaster. If you, that's if you're going to be um, bringing him into your side. So no, I, I agree with that. Um, David Fafito just saw how important he is in a, in a losing side. Just incredible. Um, but I think, um, that's, that's probably all we need to cover with the, uh, the Titans, um, this week. Let's move along to the Rabbitohs because there's a shitload of changes there. Um, Latrell is going to miss a week, could miss up four. So that sees Alex Johnson start at fullback. Uh, Josh Mansour out. We, um, said that he's out for up to a month. And Dan, Dan Gagai shifts to a wing. Now that's interesting because Gagai's, been um, really impressive this year, um, albeit last week was it's pretty lucky to to score that try. I think because other than that, he would have had a pretty dud score. But he's been racking up a ton of base uh, in the centre. So um, unfortunate for new owners or or um, owners that have held him for from the start of the season because he's probably going to um, lose a bit of that base over the over the coming weeks. Whilst um, whilst um, Josh Mansour is out, and the only other change is Jacob Host dropping out for the. The koala man, um, and he's been promoted to the starting second row. Um, what piques your interest here? I mean, I'll just start and just say that I think Cody Walker is a player to watch, definitely with Latrell out. Um, he could go gangbusters over the next few weeks. Well, just on that, I've got a bit of mail on Walker. He was spotted training at fullback today. So if Ooh. that happens, if he if he starts at fullback, I expect Alec Johnson to move to the wing, which would push Dane Gagai back to centre and Masters out of the side. And I think someone like Hawkins could be set for a debut from the bench. Um, so that that's a bit of wacko's whispers. Can't claim that. That's his. Um, but that's yeah. That's um. I mean, if he gets if he gets moved to fullback, you know, you can expect a lot of those sweeping plays. Obviously, Benji comes straight into five eight. Um, you know, and Cody Walker will come sweeping out the back and just doing those lovely cutout balls. Or if he if he sees the line himself, you can just imagine him, you know, putting his ears back and just going for it. So, 
I mean, you know, I, we saw we saw last week the Titans got exposed a little bit uh, in and around uh, the edges. So I, I, I don't know. I I kind of feel like this is um, if I'm a Cody Walker owner, I'm pretty I'm pretty happy about this because yeah. it takes it takes one major playmaker out of the out of the um, equation for for hogging stats. Um, but uh, so so yeah, that's one thing I noticed. Also also Kuala Matangi as well. He he's um he's a player that I know a lot of a lot of people got on at the start of the season as a value buy just to you know for that kind of uh that value option on on the on the sidelines and I think um if you held on to him you know this is good cuz host has host has been pushed out of the side completely he's not on the bench um uh so having said that I'm not quite sure where Hawkins plays I think he might be an edge back rower if that's the case it might take some minutes off him but Starting spots are starting spots, so there's, there, you know, there could be some value there and some reward for those who held. Um, yeah, and and Mansour out, yeah, it's it's a funny one, Josh Mansour, eh? Because when you're actually watching the games, it looks like he's doing a lot of things right. It looks like he's getting involved. It looks like he's running the ball hard. He's doing all these things, but it just doesn't seem to equate to Supercoach scores. And he's not getting those line breaks, and he's he doesn't seem to be breaking um, through the tackles as often as he used to. Um, and a lot of it, I think, is because there's a lot more lateral movement that comes from from the bunnies and the way that they play. Um, whereas with the Panthers, he was coming onto the ball a lot a lot harder or running it from far deeper. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I certainly don't think he's a proposition this year for Supercoach, and it's a bit of a shame because it's, he was always fun to own in the past. And for uh, Cameron Murray owners, they finally got some attacking stats last week. So that, that was a, a huge bonus for them. I know that they've been waiting a long time for that. And outside of that, the only player above 70 points was Thomas Burgess. Um, and that was thanks to that that golden point try, incredible finish to the game. Moving on to the Eels versus the Broncos. Oh, what's going to happen here at TIO Stadium? Darwin, 7.55 in Darwin. Jeez. It's yep. uh, AFL territory. What's going to happen there? The Eels. So... Um, what's what's going on? So Ryan Madison been named in reserve. So um, it's been very annoying for owners. He's been named at second row, and then um, about ten minutes before um, the game out, and then uh, your boy Papali, he's uh, just been absolutely firing number twelve on the edge. So um, how do you feel as a Warriors fan, mate? I, I actually I'm not one of those Warriors fans who um, who goes oh see why well, we let him get away oh you know I'm 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 never like that with with players that go on and do well somewhere else. Like at the end of the day, he wasn't playing like that for us. He was under Steve Kearney and that I think he bulked him up to play lock. And he, then he, as soon as he bulked him up, he made him the captain of the nines team and sent him to Perth. And everyone went, is he eating a sheep over the off season? What the hell's wrong with Papa Lee this year? And he looked like totally lost. And it just, it I don't just know if he's like, eat, I don't know if he's eating a sheep, mate, but he might've done something else to a sheep. Oh, yeah, well, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's turning into one too with that hairdo. Um, but yeah, it's it's just great to see because he always had the talent. And and what what was um what was a shame about when he really bulked up and moved into the middle was um where he was good on the edge when he first started in his in his first season with the Warriors was he had this this really good agility. So when he got the ball, he didn't just sort of maintain his line. It was really quick footwork, and because he's kind of small, he just seems to get around that that first that first arm of of the tackle and he's just got um really good skills as well and um we're seeing that now he's he's he seems to be back to his best and um he's got a strong running game and i i don't think they can keep him out of the starting lineup so um he's he's really expensive now with the two double um you know hundreds in a row it's 
it's kind of hard to get on now, but I can't blame anyone who wants to. He's going to play round 13. Um, and the Madison issue is um, is a pain because I remember um, when he was at the Tigers, something like this happened to him as well where he had this head knock and I was one of those guys who's like, no, nah, he'll be right. So I kind of held him. That that one or two weeks ended up being about five weeks. And I had a guy and the with this as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you end up with this guy who's worth like half a million dollars plus sitting on your sideline, not scoring you any points whatsoever. So I don't know if I'm, if I'm a Madison owner, I, I haven't sold by now. There's one, you know, one mode of thinking. It's like, well, I've held this long. I might as well keep going. I don't know. I don't, I don't agree with that. I reckon there's, there's so much value out there right now. And there's so many players, even like a Cameron Murray right now. You can make $100,000 on that trade. And he's a starting lock at the Bunnies who are really attacking side. You know, there's there's lots of options. So I, if it was me, I'd be selling. And Isaiah Papaliti, man, yeah, he's on fire. Absolutely. Have you been a bad boy? Confirmation, mate. Uh, Paul Momorowski has been a bad boy. He's been uh, unsuccessful in the uh, tribunal. He's going to miss three games. So there you go. Breaking news on the SC report. How about that, hey? Uh, very, very good stuff. Who needs Paul Kent? <laughs> Who needs Paul Well, I do have some breaking Cowboys news, which I will share um, when we come to the Cowboys as well. So hold your hats, your Cowboy hats for that one. It's, it's coming up. Um, mate, um, Papa Lee is an interesting one for me. I mean, he's so expensive now. Um, I think it's it's a, it's either a shrewd move or it's just a um, – I don't know. It, it's, he can't keep scoring tries. Um, I think I'm just going to look off. Actually, I'm writing the um, buy, sell, hold article this week as well. I do have him as a, as a buy, but he's got four in the past three weeks, tries that is. Um, and look, it, it it's that can't continue. But before kind of jump to that conclusion, they face the Broncos and the Bulldogs over the next two weeks. And then they got Manly uh, in round 11. So that's a big watch for me. Um, and he will cover the round um, 13 buy as well. Um, or will cover cover the, their first buy, so that's pretty pretty good for for them. And and I don't know. I, some people jumped on David Fafita last week and weren't too disappointed. Are you? What's your thoughts? Are you an advocate for a six hundred thousand plus Papali, or do you think that that um, that ship is well and truly sailed? Well, well, I did this last week for for Fafita. I, I basically, you know, I made a, a value buy somewhere else, and I made a big upgrade for for David Fafita. I can't do that two weeks in a row, so. Other people might have a bit more money sitting in the bank account there, and six thirty three is a lot. But I do see the appeal. He he's also dual flex as well, and the front row is just like murder this year. So, um, for example, if you want to, if you you are looking to um, upgrade a Tokeaho to Papali'i because you're worried about his ribs and you think he's going to have limited limited game time or or something like that, I get that. Um, Fatsu Malawi to to Isaiah Papali'i. I get that one so, as well. Say it again. Say it again, mate. Say it again. Which one? Yeah, I think that 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 trade. I mean, it you know, it's going to cost you about 150k, but it's it's going to pay off for you because I, I I don't see him being left out of the starting lineup. Even when he was on the nah, bench, though, he was getting He's racking like, him up. He was getting 50 plus minutes at one ppm. So. You know, it's a pretty handy guy to have um, in that round 13 buy, that's for sure. It is break even negative seven as well. So he's going to earn you a heap of cash. And then, as I said, you've got the Broncos and the Bulldogs coming up, and there's going to be tries in that. Both teams are horrific, um, more so probably the Bulldogs. 
um, who just look like a, a and New South Wales Cup side this year. Um, it's pretty sad state of affairs there. One one guy that I did want to raise, and, and given that lineup, I know that people are talking about, and we're going to come to him turbo, but don't sleep on Clint Gutherson now, particularly if you're looking to be trading out a a, um, a Pappy or even jumping ship on Tedesco. Um, Gutherson has to be in the equation. He's just playing some some uh, some really good footy this year, scoring a heap of points. Uh, I think over the past month he's at 87, 81, 74, 103, and now he's got the Broncos and the Bulldogs. So. I'm um, I'm tempted. I'm very tempted in just going through with with Gutho. I know that um, that everyone's going to be jumping on on Turbo, but boy, that that run that he's got, I'm very intrigued. Yeah, he's he's just one of those players. He's a bit like RTS in a way where he is always around the ball. He's pushing around that ruck and he's always looking for it, and he always looks likely when there's you know when the opposition's on the back foot running backwards and trying to defend. He's he's just always there or thereabouts. And when they have a blowout game. Which is, you know, they've got points in them. Para, when they have a blowout game, he tons, and he's just one. Of, he's just one of those guys that I think, you know, he could be in that round thirteen. He could be the difference between, you know, you kind of uh, sitting in the middle of the pack and really making some ground up in that fullback position. Um, but have I got the balls? Don't know. Because I said this about RTS in the preseason. He's averaged eighty two over the whole the whole time, and I didn't do it. Mm. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I'm seriously considering it, mate. But um, we'll see. It's I am going to make a trade because I think that that fullback position is just there's too many points there just to leave um, the likes of a Papanuzan on the bench, and and who knows what happens and how many weeks he's going to be out for as well. Uh, and the the and just Parramatta's run is just really really solid. They've got Broncos, Bulldogs. Yeah, they've got the Roosters, but then they've got Warriors and Manly. So I'm pretty keen to to maybe be jumping on the the Gutherson uh, train, uh, and also that's interesting. Yeah, well he's got he's gonna he's gonna miss um, this week, um, and then he's gonna he could miss the week after. And and Pappy, I know. Yeah, there's a bit of catching that for you. I never I didn't consider that, but there's yeah, it's it's a funny one, isn't it? Because I think his injury, um, I think someone was talking about. I think NRL physio said that with with his arm in a sling, um, while he's got that neck thing, they were talking. He was saying it could be up to two, three weeks. So if that's a three week injury, nine hundred grand on your bench, you, you know, you got to start thinking about that in terms of what that could mean in other positions for you. So so yeah, I I think that's quite a good move, man. Yeah, I think so, and and obviously he had that two hundred point score, which has just driven that that price. But his break even is at one hundred and thirty four now. If he comes back, um, when he does come back, he, he's got could play the Rabbitohs in round nine. That's probably a, a bit a best case um, scenario, or, or maybe the like one. Also, the Sharks have been playing really well. Uh, all he needs is just a sub sixty score, and and you're going to be getting a those that price is going to be coming right down, uh, mm. and then he'll play Origin, of course. So. Um, yeah, it's something that I'm probably probably a move that I need to make. There's just too many points at fullback, um, and, and we've got some great options options this week. All right, mate, we've digressed a little bit. Let's keep rocking and rolling through. Um, so I think that's it for me for the the Eels. Um, you've got five, you've got Dylan Brown back for suspension, and Will Smith drops out. Um, that's pretty much it. Anything else you want to add? Just Wurrimu Greg. He's a he's a he's a prop that's kind of um, he's come over from I think uh, North Queensland. He played in the um in the All Stars game and looked really impressive there. He's come onto the bench for his second game, so he's just a bit of a watch in the background there. Not sure how safe the spot is, but it's always good to you know kind of 
have an eye on these guys in the front row if you're looking to downgrade, say, in a, in, in a week's time. So for the Broncos, um, they've made um, quite a few changes as well. New signing, Danny Levi. Uh, what are they doing? Um, Bio reports have been played well, but I'm not too excited about that. So he comes straight into the side, um, I believe. I think that um, I think that he's in it. Um, I think that he's actually going to be on, on the number 14. I think I think the uh, NRL.com um, one is, is a bit wrong here. I had Asiata starting in the reserves, but I will double-check that. So if Levi does um, start on the bench, then that has a significant impact um, of the on the um, uh, on the middle forwards, I think, because then on the bench you've got uh, Bullimore and also Jordan Ricky, which um, can play on the edge. Um, so that could be huge for the likes of a, a Matt Lodge and also Payne Haas. Mm, I think it's good for Tavita Pangai as well. I mean, that's that's eighty minutes for him. I would I would imagine, unless there's some kind well, of yeah, major shakeup. He, he played. He played 80 minutes last week, uh, but in, um, I guess, what something I did pick up, I think his base points per minute's been about one, um, even in those really reduced minutes in games, and he's still been managing just to pump it up in the middle. Last week, that dropped back to 0.5. Um, yeah, without wow. that try, without that try, that's a 40, that's a 40 point score. Yeah, wow. Um, so, so I'm not convinced, uh, and I so, so, I sold him last week, and, and I tell you what, I was, Sitting in that corner where he scored that try, I turned to my wife and I just said, "Oh fuck, I've made a, I've made the wrong move." But um, thankfully, he just didn't really get involved. He um, he did some awesome stuff, but um, just um, the base really, really um, dropped down. Uh, obviously, didn't get the the line break there. Played a really good game, I thought, on the edge. So um, yeah. I don't think they'll move him out of that. You've got Ricky who replaced Glenn, um, which was which was surprising. Uh, and then Bullimore can play, um, I think, anywhere there. He can play through the middle or on the edge. So it'd be quite interesting to see. I think that he looks like he's obviously going to be going through the middle with only Flegler, uh, the noted, um, the noted one named on the bench. And just confirming NRL.com, you've got Levi at 14 and you've got John Asiata in the number 20 jersey. So, um, that's, that's some pretty big news. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Uh, anything else there from the Broncos, mate? I think the only player there that I just want to flag is, is, um, is, uh, is Matty Lodge, as you said before, and I think I raised it last week on the podcast and in the team's analysis and wherever, but super impressive over the past couple of weeks. Um, he, and particularly last weekend, I think that's probably the best game I've ever seen from him in a, uh, a Broncos shirt. Um, he just was the leader of the pack and played really, really well. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. he came out in the sorry, media. Mate, oh, sorry, I was just going to say, yeah, he came out in the media through the week because I know... I know Walters was was pretty scathing of some of the efforts that he saw the week before sort of thing. And when he dropped Milford and, and, and all that sort of stuff, he came out and he said, well, you know, they should be being held to account, you know, blah, blah, blah. and it was like, well, okay, all right. You know, he's, he's obviously putting himself out there as like, you know, he's not one of those guys. And he, he looked like a leader out there. And I, I, I started the season with, with Lodge and when, when he got injured, I actually had other, other problems. So I've kind of, I've just held on to him this whole time. And so I'm actually playing him over Tokaho this week because um, if he can deliver the same thing again in the middle for me, I, I'm more than happy with that. I think that's, um, you know, he's he's going to deliver plenty of value. He's at 336000 now. It's not too late to jump on there. I think he's got at least $100,000 to make if he keeps playing yep. like that. And he's a start, and you can start him in your 17, I think, quite comfortably. He's averaged Absolutely. two points per game, 45 minutes. I was actually really surprised. He played under forty minutes last week. That that really shocked me. Um, I thought that he was on for quite a um, quite a lengthy uh, bit of time. But um, 
Yeah, I, I think that if you you strap for cash a little bit, he's definitely a, a solid option. Uh, we'll cover you for thirteen as well, which is which is a, a plus. The other guy that obviously to talk about quickly is just Payne Haas, and I think he's got a break even in the nineties this week. And next week he's just going to be cherry ripe for for picking just to strengthen um, your front row forward position. Yep, yep. I'll just wait on Haas till he's at that point. Um, he's he's one of those guys who'll end up being in the top three front rowers by the end of the season. So I mean, you know, in terms of average, so. It's just about finding your time and, and hopping on when the time's right. Indeed. All right, mate, let's just have a very quick uh, break and then we'll uh, come back. Sweet. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, we're back and we're going to jump straight into the Sharks first, the Bulldogs game. This is at... Uh, Nestratus Jubilee Stadium at Sydney uh, at 5.30 p.m. Saturday. Um, okay, interesting what's going to happen here. The Sharks um, have got uh, your boy, Sean Johnson. So he's been named on the bench in the number 15 jersey and um, not sure what's going to happen with this side. Well, Kennedy's been playing really well. Uh, Chad, Chad Townsend's also been playing well. So is Matt Moylan the one that, to drop out? What are your thoughts? It's really hard to know whether this is, uh, it just it just reeks of a team that's going to change a hell of a lot before before the starting whistle. So if you're kind of relying on things to stay as exactly as they are, um, you know that that might be a little bit risky. But I don't know. I can kind of see him um, maybe coming on and playing a Benji Marshall role, where Marshall's kind of this guy. He's a utility that's ready to go. If anything happens to the halves, he slots straight in. If not, he comes on at lock and he just floats around in the middle there looking for his opportunity. But I'm not exactly sure how they're going to use him. And Achilles' injury is pretty serious. It's like it affects your um, it affects your acceleration, it affects your power. Uh, but if he's if he's ready to if he if he's ready to take the field, that means that you know he's he's fine in all of those departments. So you you would think that it would be a case of you know once once they get a few points on the board, then he comes on for someone like Matt Moylan. I mean, I, it's you know, it's no disrespect to the Bulldogs, but um, if they if they get up to a good start and they're up by twenty points at half time, I think that's what we might see. I think he might come on for Matt Moylan. Um, Will Kennedy's safe as houses at the back. I don't think he's at risk of losing his spot at all. Certainly not to Moylan. So it might be just a case of easing him in, and then next week, you know, they might take a um, a closer look at where they want to put him. But um, it also wouldn't surprise me if there's a late change to the the list as a whole. Um, because it does seem very weird to see him on the bench. Yeah, you make a really good point there. The other player I'd, I'd um, rate or just want to talk about quickly is Teague Wilton. So um, 
that's just incredible, hey? So he ended up playing centers last week and didn't really impact his output at all. 59 minutes. He's shifted into the, the second row this week. Um, still while Wade Graham is out of the side. And then uh, Aiden Tolman um, is out suspended. And we've covered that. Anything else from a Sharks perspective before we move on? I mean, just pointing out that Will Chambers is on the reserve, so he could be a late uh, inclusion as well. Yeah, Wilton's a good is is um is an interesting one for those who got on. There was always question marks over how you know, um, how long he was going to be there. But I suppose you know he's he is very tempting at the price, but just because of Wade Graham and not knowing when he's going to be back, that's a that's a bit of an issue for me in terms of buying. The other guy is Talakai. Um, he had his first game last week on the bench, and he he played through the prop um position. So, um, ideally we we'd, we'd want him on an edge. Where he can be one on one with people and crashing over for tries a bit more, but he's he's named on the bench again, so I think he's a wait and see, and um, you know, just see what happens there because he is available at centre wing. Um, so he's someone that I've got on my watch list a little bit. I'm just you know kind of waiting to see what happens with him from a positional point of view. Yeah, mate, dual position, second row forward, centre wing, break break even with seventy four at the moment. Um, that price is going to drop, hopefully. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. The other the other player that performed really well last week was Nakora, finally. I can't remember the last time that he, he smashed a big score like that. So he turned up <laughs> with the tries. So, um, and he's come straight into 80 minutes on the edge. So um, uh, he knows where his spot is in that side. Let's move along to the Bulldogs. We're not going to spend very much time here at all, mate, I don't think. So we've spoken about Hetherington. He's out. The one player that I was very interested in, but I don't really like this shift, is um, is Luke Thompson. So um, he played quite well last week, uh, started at lock with um, Josh Jackson out, um, but he's now going to replace Hetherington at lock. What, what are your thoughts on that? Does that kind of um, hurt his potential output? Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, Luke Thompson's one of those guys that I kind of, I, I feel like he's he's just that little rung below. Was similar to James Graham, not just because he's English. I'm not having a go, but he's, you know, it, it's just. I think he's just that little rung, that rung below. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm not tempted. It's also the Bulldogs. You're never quite sure of how they're going to go. Um, I'm not that excited by him. And there's also, you know, mass changes this week in, in this this outfit. You'll notice there's in the in the second row in particular. There's been a bit of a shake up. There's been some guys moved out. Um, and I just, you know. When you're not performing and you're not getting the results that you want, sometimes the coach can start throw, throwing his toys around and moving the furniture. And um, yeah, when it comes to when it comes to bulldogs forwards, I'm never 100 percent secure in in what I'm buying. But um, you know, Luke Thompson's he's he's a, he's a reliable player that you could play in your 17. But I um, yeah, he's he's not for me. So scores of 83 and 65 since returning from injury. First game was off the bench, 50 minutes with the try. The second game starting at lock, 56 minutes, uh, 65 points. I mean, that's, that's taken my interest, particularly the second game with 57 base, awkwardly priced at 452K, uh, and now being named prop is probably a player that I've has um, shifted from being a buyer for me this week. Uh, Corey Waddell takes um, Thompson's uh, number 13 jersey, and then Chris Smith moves to the second row. I don't know. There's there anything else we really want to talk about here from a Bulldogs perspective? I, I'd say that um, it's it's hard to get too excited to the to the dogs, but I would say that Wateni Zelezniak has been uh, quite good in real life at fullback. But um, uh, you can't be picking. I don't think you can pick him. Although he's available at centre wing, 400k, it is a little bit tempting. Mm, no, I can't go there. He's he's never been relevant in the past. Um, the only one that I was looking at was Tuis Palotu Kato, who plays 
uh, oh, he's Ooh, playing on the wing. Good. He is 235k, a break even of negative 15. So, um, Bulldogs winger though, mate, can't do it, mate. I'm, yeah, I, I, I hear you, and and they don't play 13 either. So, hmm. um, you know that for me, if if it was an ex, an extra, you know, man with a pulse on round 13, you'd kind of go, well, you know, I'm getting some value plus I might get an extra person there. But he's none of those things. So um, I'm. I think there's better options. Let's move on to the next game, which is the Cowboys versus the the Raiders. Uh, Queensland Country Bank Stadium at Townsville at seven thirty five p.m. Yeehaw, yeehaw, and it is time for some breaking news. And we'll do this over the uh, uh, oh, the outpost. Uh, Paul Kent has just announced some huge, huge news that the uh, superstar Chad Townsend has just signed. For the uh, the Cowboys, that's just massive. Their premiership is only another twenty years ago, twenty years away. What are your thoughts, Anton? Well, I just think he'll suit a big belt buckle. I think it'll suit his hairline. I think it'll suit that his hair, head. mate. That that hair was made for an Akubra. Yeah, he's got a Mick Ennis hairline where it's just completely straight, and all his features look too close together. It's just uh, yes. it's, it's it's not his fault, but it's just how it is. And it's going to be beautiful. He'll be uh, he'll be pairing up with Anthony Milford next year. It'll be uh, Jason Tamalolo. We're playing at the Sharks. It's just, yeah. it's going to be magic. Yeah. It'll be great. Exactly. Jason Tamalolo, you know, with his two broken hands. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You probably never played another game, retired. Um, I know JT's listening. And anyway, so let's go on to the uh, the Cowboys. <laughs> uh, what's going on there, mate? They've won two games in a row. What is going on? Uh, I, I, I think uh, where they're coming up against the Raiders, the Raiders are struggling. They made a ton of changes. Can they do the unthinkable this week and get a third win in a row? Mm. Nah, I, just it's I, an easy answer, mate. No. I, well, I don't. I don't know. I think there's there's something there's something afoot with these Raiders, but that's that's maybe another discussion. But I, I don't know when you when you look at the lineup, you, you know, I, I don't know if that's a roster that should be threatening the Raiders. It's you know at at first glance. Um, there's there's not a lot of people on that on that list that I'm that excited about to be honest. But Condon is obviously someone that a lot of people got on last week. Like he's two hundred fifty nine thousand break even of negative thirty nine. Um, still so, still pick him up, mate. Still mate, absolutely, yeah. And it looks like you know I think a lot of people were saying, well, you know, there's players to come back. There's this and that. Maguire's gone, you know, and Talmalolo is there's basically none. there's none, like mate. a Tyrannosaurus with his little hands now. So there's no one on the injury list. There, there's none. Their, yeah. their roster is that shit that they've got a, a full side there, except for JT, Morgan, a couple of other Origin players and internationals. But who cares? Who's counting? Um, Condon, he, uh, you know, you got Maguire left. I think that uh, played 71 minutes last weekend, which is a great sign. 260k. If you're not an owner yet, I, I, I still reckon he's a buy. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a break even of negative. 39 you can't really go wrong that's that's you know you're looking at a price rise of at least a hundred thousand if, if he just takes the field for, for 50 minutes uh if over the next two weeks so like yeah I, I i couldn't hold anyone anyone away from that trade he doesn't play 13 i mean I, I keep saying that but like you know it's kind of round seven now and i i have got one eye on that um but um you know that's obviously holy grail if you can get someone who's gonna uh make you money allow you to cash up someone else and also uh, serve a purpose in that in that round where we're looking to make up um, uh, a few spots. So, um, but yeah, he's he's very very hard to ignore at the price two hundred fifty nine k. 
Yeah, I agree, mate. And I tell you what, it's time that we need to start talking about uh, Valentine Home. So um, I think he he's one of a couple of really good center wing buyers this year. Um, since round one, he scored a shocking 20, but after that, averaged 70 points per game. He's goal kicking, plenty of attacking stats there. You, you've already mentioned the Cowboys won't cover round 13. He obviously won't with origin duties, but surely um, he has to come into calculations for, for the center wing. Yeah, he's a bit of a pot, isn't he? Like most of these fullbacks now, they, 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 like the system seems to have kind of cock blocked us from centre wing. But they, um, this this is one guy who who is you know a genuine uh, CTW option, and you know if he's playing fullback, then you know I, it's, it's it's pretty tempting. I'm I'm not going to go there just at the price just yet, um, but uh, I can see why a lot of people would, um, and I think you know it could be one of those really rewarding plays that kind of helps you out because if you're running guys like you know Charlie Staines and you know Simmonson and guys like that the sooner you can get guys like that out of your side and someone who's got a bit more of a ceiling to them because their ceiling's about 40 um well not Staines but certainly Simmonson um then then yeah I I say if you're lining someone like that up then pull the trigger because um you know it's it's decisions like that that help help you get that point of difference all right let's move along to the Raiders mate there is Heaps of changes going on there. They've been axing to origin stars, to um, to internationals. It's all happening. So Josh Papali has been dumped, and so is Tuppany as well. Uh, Tuppany started the season really well, but he's dropped in price by. Just having a look now, I didn't realize this much. 150k, huge. Um, I was a, it's a massive. Um, it was a, one of the guys I had in my in my side, uh, probably in my last draft before, just not. But moving him out, and after that round one ninety or hundred, whatever his score, I was just like, oh, I missed him. But um, it's been very poor since. Um, Soliola is also out of the seventeen. Brian James returned. He was rested last week, we think, due to a head knock. Uh, and Emre Gula jo- joins him in the front row. Ryan Sutton moves uh, from prop to lock. Uh, Corey Harawiranera uh, and uh, Corey Horsburgh come into the side. So those boys have been missing for pretty much the entire season after some being some. Um, what have they been, mate? They've uh, I think they got in a fair bit of trouble. They were being, they were being bad boys, and now they're back uh, for their first game. Uh, skipper uh, Josh Hodgson, so he he's done his job. He's increased in value by almost 100k. He's um, going to miss about two to three weeks. So if you're holding on to him, he's definitely a sell. You've got Simpkin there, and that's an easy downgrade. Tom Starling does start at hooker. Bailey Simonson, we've spoken about concussion. He's out, um, and I, I would like to know if he's going to be come straight into the back. So, uh, into the, the the side because Sebastian Chris, who replaces him on the wing, hasn't been too bad. So that'll be interesting to see what happens there. Jesus, there's a lot going on, mate. How do we break this one down? Well, I I kind of I you know when I when I read this team list, I went straight back to the um, Ricky Stewart sort of press conference where he was flaring his nostrils as he normally does, kind of going like you know just thinking like how do I not get fined here? Um, okay, this isn't about the refs, right? Right, this is my guys. That's how I do it. And he went. You know, kind of, there's a bunch of guys here who who are basically um, NRL pretenders. You know, they're putting it on the jersey, but they're not willing to do what it takes to get the job done. I was like, oh, who's he going to drop? I was thinking, he, he, he's not going to name names at the press conference, but we're going to know what the hell's going on when we see this team list. And then sure enough, you know, we we see, you know, Joe Tarpany's like out. Um, uh, I think, you know, Papa Lee's like on the bench. There's there's just a few of those names where you if, if you were to read this team list in round one, you'd be like, who's picking that? You know, why is Emre, uh, Emre uh, Gula starting 
a prop when you've got guys like you know um you know soliola and stuff and the non-playing reserves so i don't know he's he's clearly making a point here this is this is a game where he's he's kind of saying no this is these are our standards this is what we expect this is the kick up the ass you guys are going to need um we're going up to darwin and i'm i'm going to play the guys who i think are going to get the job done try uh last week i think in the in in the ridges and he's he's been knocking on the door so um he's he's also a really good player so it's it's hard to know where they put him because whitehead plays 80 minutes uh, maybe he comes on at lock for sutton um I, i'm not quite sure hudson young's been playing really well as well you know their back three's not not really the um not really the issue in the pack i don't think but um yeah, this also reeks of something that could change on game day as well. You know, it's 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 one of those ones where uh, if I owned any of these players, I'd be a little bit anxious about about starting them, and I'd kind of probably have them on my on my reserves, ready to switch them out if I needed to, as opposed to in my starting side. Yeah, yeah there's a lot going on there. Probably want to stay away from the uh, from the the Raiders at the moment. Okay, let's jump along to the Tigers versus the Sea Eagles at Bank West Stadium, Sydney, one forty five Sunday. Uh, could be absolutely cracky. You've got te- you got Turbo uh, day game, and then you've also got the Tigers with David Nofaloma, who's finally getting some form and um, dropped in price lovely, and is a player that I'm definitely considering uh, for this week's game. Um, uh, let's go with the bad news is Kapoa out with an ACL, so that's shocking. You never like to say that. He's been replaced by Michael Chi Cam in the centres. Joey Leilua, uh, he's on the extended bench. Um, I think he was almost to a clo- close return last week. Um, the important thing here is that Jake Simpkin has re- remained um, in the starting side um, and um, he'll be one of the, the must-trades in next week, you'd, you'd probably think. So, um there's a it looks like it's a relatively consistent side there, and the three players to to talk about for me is Nofo Simpkin and uh, Stefano. Uh, he's uh, he's starting again at prop, and uh, for those a little bit short, um, uh, a little bit shorted in uh, front row forward this week. I think you can just plug him in there and hope for a forty to forty five. Yeah, Tokamano is as uh, one of those, you know huge big bodies. He kind of runs a bit like Payne Haas. He's got quite long legs and he's really strong through the hip. Yeah, it's just it's just a minutes thing with him, but you always kind of feel like he's a chance of some kind of attacking stat. Um, so yeah, he's he's a good guy to have. I've had him since the start. Simkin, I went early on last week, so he don't he hadn't played a game yet, and I went early on him because I'd I'd been watching him in the um in the Reggies, and I just thought like you know he's he's just one of those guys who I think once he gets his chance, he's not going to look back sort of thing. And we saw that last week. He he got about. I think it was just under sixty points all through base. He's bigger. And, he's a bit bigger than what I thought, eh? Hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nuggety guy. Yeah, and I think if he can, if he can get some attacking stats, you know, that's that's almost like Jaden Braley styles, you know, where you've got your, you know, your fifty-five as your floor, and then anything up from that as a bonus. So I've actually seen some people throwing around the idea of, tra- of trading a Jaden Braley to Simpkins and freeing up about like, you know, almost five hundred k. Um. It's you know the the output could be quite similar, but the fact that Mbai's on the bench um, is a bit of a worry to me. I don't know where he's gonna I don't know where he's gonna go and whether he's gonna take minutes off Simpkin. But I'm actually gonna play Simpkin in my 17 this week because I think he's yeah um, not bad shit. He's he's a chance of some attacking stats and that he didn't get any last week, but I I think he's a genuine chance this week and maybe even a little pie for himself. Interesting, yeah. You're talking, Mano. I'll be uh, playing him 
probably, depending on what happens with TKO, I think. And, um, yeah, not I wouldn't be going just rushing to bring in a front row forward if you've got him uh, as your, your emergency. But you can, you can definitely do a job there. And uh, Nofo, mate, he's the other guy that's definitely on my radar. Um, so he's been performing really well over the past uh, three weeks after a couple of um, sluggish scores. So uh, 100K cheaper than his starting price, um, scored back-to-back 70s. And then they've got Manly, Dragons, Titans, Knights, Warriors, and the Dragons again um, before. And this is the important one, um, facing what should be an understrength Panthers side in round 13. So um, I think he has to be close to the number one um, centre-wing target for the week. Yeah, I love. I actually love the Tigers' run that they've got uh, all, all the way through to Origin. So, um, any any of these guys, except for Cheekam, some people might see him in the starting side now and go, oh, "I'm going to jump on him." But I just think Leilua comes straight into that spot as soon as he's fit. So, so don't be fooled by that. I know he's really cheap, only 203k uh, second row only. But uh, Sean Bloor is also due back probably next week, um, and he's a similar price. So, if you're looking for someone in that second row around that price, who plays round 13, he's your guy. Don't fall for Cheekam. I agree with that. I've fallen for that trap before. Let's jump into the Sea Eagles, and it's all about Tommy Turbo, isn't it? Wow, he is back. Just, I can't recall, and maybe you've got RTS, so you kind of know a little bit um, how it is like, but just how one side, a side revolves around one guy. It is just absolutely incredible. So 116 points, just played the 72 minutes as well. Um, uh, not too much base, which is um, not always what we expect, but a tribe set up a few line breaks. I mean, I was listening to this game on radio and I swear it was just all turbo setting these boys up. Put Saab over for, true, for two and then Saab could only manage uh, 44 points. So um, that just goes to show how useless he is at Supercoach. But um, Turbo, mate, is priced under 600K, which is crazy compared to what, if you look at a Pappy, a Pappy downgrade trade to Turbo, um Geez, it's going to bank you some serious cash for upgrades going forward, and and I can really see that um, um, that's going to generate um, just from a points bonanza as well. Um, the only thing that is is worth considering is that they do face the Panthers next week, uh, and then you've got your boys, the Warriors. Uh, Broncos should be a, a better game um, than the Eels, but um, he won't cover round thirteen, um, so that's the one. So I can see that he's going to be a really popular trade in day game at Bank West, which is a fast pitch, um, has all the makings for a turbo ton. Um, and against the Tigers, you don't really know what, what side's going to turn up. But uh, is he someone that you're looking at or you just um, you, you can't make that move? No, I think I think if if you look at what's going on at fullback, right, if you've got no Mitchell, no Pappenhausen, you've got a Tedesco that's kind of a little, you know, kind of waiting to hit that form again. Um, and then the, I, I would, you know, I would struggle not owning a Tom Trevojevic this weekend. I would struggle to have anybody else back there and be hoping that he doesn't score high because that first 35 minutes against, um, uh, shit, I forgot who it was now. Who was it last week? That's um, a really good point. Uh, they played the Titans and absolutely yeah, demolished. And it, just, it just looked like a knife through butter and you just thought like, he, he completely changes his entire team, and uh, you know he, he was on about he was on about ninety something points after half an hour, and uh, you know there were people saying like he's gonna he's gonna break the record the all time record, and I just thought like well sometimes he does this and then he scores you twenty in the second half, but and that's kind of what he did, but um, yeah I, I I don't think um, I want to be one of those guys who's trying to death ride him over the next few weeks, so I'm going to be bringing him in for Latrell and not looking back to be honest. 
Yeah, that's not a bad shout. I mean, I st- still just looking at the two draws, comparing the buy coverage and everything, I'm still um, – and Gutho could uh, make the New South Wales squad. But, um, yeah, I still, for whatever reason, have a gut feel that Gutho's is going to go bonkers over the next um, month. So I, I, I have him just ahead. Um, and, and Gutho is, is, is far more durable, touch wood. Um, so that's kind of where I see him. But I think it's you've got to pick either one of those two this week. Anyone else in the uh, in the Sea Eagles that you want to quickly touch on? The other, uh, yeah, there's a couple of guys. So Paseca starting is is um, is an interesting one. He looks like a really good player. Um, I don't know if he's that viable at his price. The other guy is um, is Olakaatu, who st- who starts uh, on the edge. Holy moly! Yeah, yeah, exactly for uh, for two hundred and forty five thousand dollars, break even of twenty nine. Um, obviously, Surinan's still to come back. We don't know what that's going to do to Schuster. I think Schuster holds his spot um, no matter what. I think he's been um, almost best on park for Manly every week since he's played. So I, I, he's a little bit like Isaiah Papali'i where I, I just don't think that they can lose him from the side. So even when Surinan returns, it's probably going to be, you know, Olakaatu who who um who makes way. But at the price... He's he's kind of interesting for me, but um, he's only played one game, so I think we can take another look and see what happens next week. I think that's it. Let's move out of the Seagulls, mate. Roosters first, the Dragons, which is a very interesting game. Uh, Teddy, what do we do? Um, he's been down. Well, I don't think we've seen this before from Tedesco in about probably about 15 or so months. Um, uh, we're not used to these sub-80 schools, and he's that's what he's done over the past few weeks. So 74, 74, 57. 40. The one thing that I would um, uh, just highlight here is you got Brett Morris back this week, and I think that potentially is a, a bit of a bonus for him. Teddy set up Morris for a couple of tries. Probably going to happen against the, the Dragons. Teddy loves the SCG as well, so mm. I can see him um, playing well. Uh, this is an afternoon game. I think this has all the makings for a, a, a Teddy fight-back game. I can just I, see I, that I, it's going to happen. People are going to trade. Yeah. The one thing that I do want to highlight just before we move on to all the changes is that uh, Adam Kieran is out, uh, and that's potentially big news for Tedesco because if uh, Tikio is is um, is potentially managing a bit of a, an injury, a rib injury, does that mean that he doesn't kick and, and Teddy takes the goal kick? No, I still think that Takaho kicks while he's on the field. That the rib injury probably wouldn't stop him from from doing the goal kicking. I I, I think the biggest thing for for Tedesco this round is actually Sam Verrill's being named a hooker. Uh, a lot of the work that Tedesco does, where he breaks the line and goes, um, you know, rips teams apart, is actually quite close to the ruck. He throws cutout balls and stuff to wingers as well. But um, you know, I think I think not having a genuine hooker in the middle is is has has been what's been really affecting. Uh, affecting him quite a lot, so I think having Verrill's back, even though even though there's a guy on the bench there, um, is going to be really big for him. And uh, I think this is this is the week, and I I kind of feel sorry for for the Dragons, but there's just a few things lining up in this team list that I kind of go, oh, this might be the week that they actually find their feet again. I have a sneaky feeling that a, a few coaches are going to be. Um... Hitting that delete team button or throwing a, um, a uh, oh, I don't know, whatever at the TV. Maybe they shoot. I don't know what people do these days. But they're going to be a lot of um, a lot of angry people uh, on Anzac Day. Um, he's going to be fired up, I reckon, and um, could be huge. Moving on to the team changes outside of that. Brett Morris um, is back. We've said that. Verils, you've spoken about him. 
Um, they've also, and he pushes Maskey to the bench. Uh, Adam Kiran uh, is out of the squad, and I do think that is quite big for a couple of things we've already spoken. Victor Radley is right now facing the tribunal, um, so we'll, we might not catch that. I think he's only just walked in, but he could be facing a three-week ban. Um, Waria Hargraves, his um, shoulder and uh, uh, TKO with a rib injury, but they've both been named. Um, so interesting to see what happens with there. One player uh, just to, to touch on, I think, um, and, and a, a guy that was um, uh, pretty popular to start the season, but uh, Tupanua, um, he's dropped in price quite a bit. Hey? So he's now down to uh, 341k. Um, and you've spoken about Verils. Teddy fires up, but this guy could go huge. He's at a four in round four, uh, and that's his, that's seen his score. He's he's uh, he scored as plummets because you've got a twenty nine and a forty eight. So um, that price is so cheap. So he's a player that I um, would consider, but it's I'm just struggling with so many other issues this week. Yeah, so I'm actually bringing him in this week. Um, I have I, um, have Kurt Capewell in my second row still, and I've been trying so hard to get that do- him into my into my uh, centre wing. Luckily, I've still got uh, New on my um, NPR um, in my centre wing. So uh, a trade from New to, to Tupanua actually makes me $10,000 and I can move move Kurt Capewell into my centre wing and I can put him up onto my reserves in my second row. So I'm making that move this week. I think, you know, this is this is the week where he flops over for at least one try. Um, and so uh, he's going to start to to rise in price. I think he's he's completely bottomed out. Um, at the price that he's on um, and I don't see any threats to um, his spot whatsoever Lindsay Collins is, is actually on the bench which is actually quite a big inclusion in terms of their middle go forward as well um, he, he was a really big out for them I think the last few weeks um, I agree. So, so I think um, having him, him back in the pack and Warrior Hargreaves you know there's 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 nothing lost when they make their first interchange whatsoever um, which are unlike other teams where you make that first interchange and there's a drop in intensity, that's not going to happen on the SCG and it's going to be a really fast track. And, um, you know, Satili's one of those guys who's just really athletic and I, I, I don't know, I just, I just think it's worth it at that price, especially when you've got, you know, someone who's about 340K sitting in your centre wing who's not doing you anything. Um, you might as well put it up in a forward or, I mean, if you've got the flexibility. Um, but even if not, you know, say you've got someone who's kind of stinking it up a little bit. Um, you know, I think it's a it's a value trade that you can only really win from. Uh, whether you play him in your 17 or not, I, I think um, even just for the upside, it's it's worth it. Yep, I don't disagree. Do not disagree at all. I'm sorry if I've moved, uh, destroyed your pod move for this week, mate. But, um, yeah, I think he looks very well priced. Let's move along to the Dragons. Um, so... Not too much really to talk about here apart from Ben Hunt has been named on the bench and there's not really um, anything else worth discussing. Uh, I do just want to make a quick note to um, Zach Lomax, who is falling down quite well in price. So he's decreased by about 60K now, break even of 72. He's going to be cherry right next week. Um, and um, you've got a game against the Tigers and then the Bulldogs. So he's a player certainly on the radar. Um, we'll cover round 13 and, and he comes up against the Broncos there. So he, is he someone that you're looking or planning to bring in? No, not yet. Not till I see it, a little bit of a change in the Dragons. Um, I think there's other value buyers there, Norfolk and guys like that, that are just a bit further up on my my agenda. And there's someone else who's coming up, but I, I won't shake my Christmas presents uh, early. There's uh, 
another guy I want to talk about a little bit later on. But um, but yeah, the, the other thing is as well, Willyame has got to be the worst utility I think I've ever seen on on a bench in my life. I don't know where he comes on and adds value. I think he came on and knocked the ball on, or he was offside with his first touch against the Warriors in the weekend. Um, but that's a very strange call for me, having Willyame on as your number 17. Yeah, well, I think there's been a few of those floating around the traps over the past couple of years. Supercoach killers they've been, but um, yeah, I know that we uh, a lot of us had him, but that, that certainly changes things a little bit with their with their bench structure, um, I guess. But there's just not that many other relevant Supercoach players at the Dragons. So let's move along because we've been cracking on for over an hour here, um, and let's move to your boys, mate. It's finally time. It's finally time. So I'm actually going to let you uh, run through the team changes, mate, for your boys with uh, Slice of Heaven in the background. All right, so uh, welcome to the uh, the Warriors versus the Storm, Sunday the 25th of April at Amy Park in Melbourne at 6.15pm. Um, uh, so obviously Peter Hicker is out with a shoulder injury, Adam Pompey's got a knee injury, and Paul Turner's got a shoulder, all around injured, and then puts it to a hamstring, returns to the wing with Marcello Montoya moving to the centres. Merch attacks on the other centre spot, and Bailey Simmonson with a shoulder injury returns off the bench. Um, uh... Uh, Warriors signing Reese Walsh is on the verge of being handed a fast-track debut for New Zealand's in- injury toll adds up, although he's missed 17 for now and instead included on an uh, extended bench. I mean, that, that sums it up. The, the injury... You've done a, uh, can I just say, uh, say mate, you've done an absolutely cracking job, except you've just completely ripped off the Daily Telegraph Supercoach comments there. So uh, I think you need to be um, sending a message to Rob Sutherland after this and just going, thank you for giving some content for the podcast. Thanks, Rob. You know I love you, and I appreciate everything that you do, which is why um, I'm adding this little footnote. There you go. But um, <laughs> I actually, I, I actually think that um, I actually think that there's a it's a it's a very lovely little um, man crush that you two both have on you. It's it's beautiful to see. I've got a lovely respect for 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 Rob Sutherland. Absolutely, how can you not, charming man? He's one of the best, mate. Absolutely, one of the best. So yeah, I mean, with with the with the Warriors side, like you know, there's there's obviously massive carnage in the outside backs. So this was always like a game of guess who, you know, like who, what, what, what's Nathan Brown going to do? But I actually think he's come up with a pretty good combo here. Um, Melbourne's obviously a very tough team to take on at the best of times, but, um, you know, we've got Murchie in the, in the, in the centers, which would have been a surprise to some people. I know some people jumped on him after the Canberra game. Um, he was he, you know, he came on and played. He played big minutes because of injury, and he actually played in the centres. And he made a line break and set up a try, and he scored in the seventies or something. So I think a lot of people jumped on then, and then he was dropped for the Manly game, or I think it was, or um, or last week's game against the Dragons, and um, uh, that saw um, an opportunity for Curran to come on. And mate, last week he killed it. He had fifty tackles played 80 minutes and he he like every touch every carry that he made looked really really strong so he's earned another he's earned another another starting spot there um would you be going early on him uh no but so sirenin is the guy that i'd be a bit worried about so yeah uh sirenin has been training a little bit um at hooker so if there's if there's no injuries whatsoever um, he will probably come on and spell Wade Egan for maybe 20 minutes. But um, every single game this year, there's been some someone who's gone down with something. So, um, you know, I think Murdoch Masilla doesn't he doesn't play 80 minutes at all. So um, as it currently is, he'll probably slot into that kind of second row position. Um, 
Harris might come off for Tavanga when he when he comes on, and then Afoa and Almel will will play through through the prop rotation. But very similar to what we saw last week, there's not really many changes there. But um, obviously, instead of Paul Turner, we've got we've got Surinan. So Surinan can play in a number of positions. I, a lot of people were expecting him to maybe be even named in the centres instead of Jack Murchie, but um, you know Murchie's shown that he can do it um, through what he's done in the past. So he's been given a crack there. The other person is um, Hayes Perham, who actually signed mm. with the Parramatta Eels tonight. Yeah. Um, he's just been announced that he's he's on his way there, which is um, uh, obviously not at a great time for us because he's been playing for the Dolphins at centre and he's been doing quite well there. So um, we could have used you, bro, but don't worry about that. Uh, enjoy your time at Parra. Um, <laughs> that's fine. No sweat. Um, Papalihi and him rocking yeah, around. It's good. Waving from Bankwest. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so I actually think, unlike last week, where I read the team list, so I was like, "There's absolutely no way that's going to that's going to be the way it is." I think this is going to be almost without a doubt um, the way that they run out. The only question that I have is Fusatua, who is um, they they said he was managing a hamstring sort of complaint, but I think I called bullshit on that. I think he was just dropped, and if that's the case, he'll run out. But if if uh, if I'm wrong, then we may see a first game for Reese Walsh, who's Obviously, the boom kind of um, fullback replacement for RTS. Um, and even apparently through the week, RTS said to the coach when he was training with him, he said, like, if you want me to play out of position, I'm happy to give him some minutes. He's He thinks he's that good. So we are going to see um, we are going to see Reese Walsh um, soon. It may not be this week, but it will be soon. And unfortunately, he's gone into the system as fullback only. Can you believe it? That's uh, that's a bit crazy, hey. That's annoying. That's annoying. Mm, that's very um, annoying. Mm. What are your What are your thoughts on Dave Fusatua, mate? Uh, he's been absolutely horrific this year. Obviously, can't play him against the Storm this week, but surely, surely the tries have got to come. He is the Warriors' version of Jason Saab this year. Honestly, like his, uh, he's he's not getting in position. He's not getting the ball from the halves. The last time he had a really good season was when Sean Johnson was on his side and was just feeding him just really good flat balls on the chest and pulling him over. And he's just, he's, he's not going to get that from O'Sullivan and the Karima. And um, he doesn't do the work that Malmalo does. Um, interestingly, that's the guy who I'm watching at the moment. He's low 400 K. I think he's bottomed out last week was the first week. I haven't seen him struggling with his, the injury to the sternum that he's had where he was running slightly gingerly. Um, he looked like he was back to his best. He punched out a high 50s score all, all through base. There was no line breaks or attacking stats. Um, I think he's he's one of those guys who, um, if you've got him in your in your centre wing, you know, to have a floor in the in the 50s or the high 40s, you know, that's gold. And I think for 400k, he's very hard for me to go past at that price. So I'm going to be his. I think the break even is kind of around 40 odds. So I'm going to have another look this week. And if the stars align, then I'm going to be jumping on next week. Very interesting. Interesting. Let's jump on to the storm. Are you okay? Can we move off you boys now? Oh, we can. The heart rate's down. Yeah, I'm all right. <laughs> thanks. Thanks uh, to the uh, the beautiful intro we had there. So the storm, the huge news is Pappy's out. Um, so uh, I think NRL Physio um, had raised out this week, which is making me very nervous, and I don't really want to have 900k on my pine, missing one to two weeks, and I think that will be um, a little. Very cautious with him. There's no reason to to be rushing him back in. Important to note just 
how small the guy really is as well. And and um, he does miss this game, we've said, and then it's games against the Sharks and, and South. So challenging games there. Um, so I think that um, it's not a bad time to jump off if, if that's your play. Nico Hines replaces him at the bench at fullback. Dale can uh, he returns on the interchange, and, and that's interesting for Welch. So we'll see what happens because I know that Welch has been performing really well and and um, that was definitely a trade that, that has hurt me, although I turned Welch into Fafida before he's 150-odd. Um, yeah, so that, that one's going to be interesting. I'd be a big watch there. Um, and Harry Grant and uh, is uh, has been named on the bench as what he's been doing, coming off playing that 50 to 60 minutes. Uh, Kenny, Kenny Bromwich as well uh, has been named. Both of those guys suffered uh, HIAs last week, but um, uh, passed concussion tests. Um, so but they've both been named. Um, there's a bit going on here. The news about Pappy, I mean, we've spoken about that quite a bit. I'm an advocate for a sell. What are your thoughts? Uh, I just think, well, for, for me, I'm I'm going to hold just because I don't know the severity. And I've been doing the double trade every week type thing. I traded out, you know, James Tedesco a couple of weeks ago for Pappenhausen. So to trade him again, it just feels like I'm going to rip through all of my trades if I keep doing that week to week. So if it's one week, I can kind of, I can, I, I can handle that. I can cover that. I'm resting guys like, you know, um, Siwa Tokeaho this weekend. So like I've got, I've got cover if I need it. Um, but yeah, I'm ha- I'm I'm happy to hold. But I can at, at that price. I actually didn't realise that that was the price that he was. I can definitely see a trade from him to Gutherson. You know that could allow you to move uh, Fatsu Maliawi up to Tohu Harris or something in one go. And so, um, you know, I can absolutely see the reason for doing that. And then you know you might find in a few weeks' time um, that he's quite a similar price to Gutherson anyway after the after the buys. But um, I don't know. There's just something about him this year. The way he plays and puts his body around it, he he's just like he's he's lightning. And I would hate to not own him because I started the year not owning him, and it sucked. Agree. I mean, I will be bringing him back at some stage, but I think it's just too much money. And and like what we saw with with Teddy, not um, what you did. I, I'd probably make a case to do that. Harry Grant has just been absolutely sensational since returning. He's another player you just hate not having in your side, and he's a player that I'll absolutely be targeting. Um, but we'll probably wait until after Origin. What are your thoughts? Yeah, he's he's yeah. It's it's, it's annoying because when you think like, oh, he's going to have a small game here. Maybe he's going to drop a bit in price, and then he goes and scores a try and a line break and stuff. And you're like, oh. like it's just that extra bit of coin that I I can't quite upgrade that second. Um, I've got Simkin as my as my um my second hooker right now, and I've got you know Jaden Braley as my as my first one. So. I'm not in a position to really move them to Harry Grant right now, especially with Origin coming up and that. I'd, just the timing's wrong, I think. But absolutely, he's a target for my final side. Anything else there from a um, from a Storm perspective that you want to cover, mate? No, I don't think there's much else. Fanukin is um, is a big inclusion for them. I think uh, he's 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 one of these guys who you know he doesn't seem like he does a lot on the field, but I. I think that since since the loss of Cameron Smith, having these experienced guys out there is 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 a really big thing for them in the middle. He's gonna, you know, he'll be running into Torhu Harris, the former teammate. So um, there's going to be um, an interesting clash in that in that middle section, which I'm looking forward to. You know, these guys, these these sides have have a traditional rivalry. So um, it, on on paper, it doesn't look like it should be close, but we've 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 often often taken them down to the wire and really pushed them and stuff. So. I actually think this will be a great a great game to finish the round on. 
Indeed, my friend. Indeed, and uh, I just got to say, you've you've done an absolutely cracking uh, or put in a cracking performance tonight. It's an hour and twenty minutes, and there's been um, some some legit analysis here. We're not quite used to that on the uh, the SC report. You, it, you generally you got JT and Lakey bumbling on about some kind of trite, but um, it's been a, I think a very good, strong performance uh, from you. You're, you're going into Anzac Day um, all pumped up, mate, and you've performed very well. So thank you for that. Um, before we sign out, just on the on the Pappy news, I think it's important to note as well for Munster owners that um, hopefully that means he's kick goal kicking um, and, and goal kicking for the ne- next two weeks. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point, actually. I, I've, I'm a Munster owner, so um, didn't I didn't see that potential upside, but I'll I will happily accept that one. Absolutely. <laughs> Alrighty, buddy. Well, um, thank you uh, again very, very much. It's been a, a ripping, um, ripping podcast. I've actually really enjoyed this one. I might get you on a few more times. But um, thanks uh, everybody for downloading uh, and uh, streaming or whatever you do it. And we'll just uh, let's go out with a bit of uh, Dobbins Man, it's life of heaven. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.